Hey sisters in Yeshua, this is Sharon from Heart of a Torah Woman. Thank you for joining me today and I hope it inspires you and encourages you and helps you on your own walk. May it help us all draw closer together and closer in our families and just be better believers as well. So why don't we get cozy and dive right into today's topic. Grab your favorite drink and let's get started. Hi, this is Sharon Darling from Heart of a Torah Woman, and today I have Karen Mong from Esther 414 Ministries, and she's also the host of Flashes, Lattes, and Leviticus podcast. Hi, Karen. Hi. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, I'm so glad you uh, came on with us. So um, how about an introduction about you and your family? <laughs> wow. Um, well, I am a Virginia resident for most of my life. And I have two teenage boys, 18 and 15, and an amazing husband. Um, the rest of my family is we've been married for ooh, 22 years um, and dated for 10 years prior to that. <laughs> so <laughs> it was a long courtship. Um, and that really, that's it. I'm, I'm a nurse. I'm a registered nurse, and I still work. I do hospice care. And then other than the ministry, that is, that's Karen. That's my life. Just a regular average woman trying to do her best to walk in the Torah and love the Messiah. Oh, amen. Um, that it's just, your story is so exciting and just all that you do and have done is just incredible to me. Um, so you want to tell a little bit more about you and what you do and what it is that you offer and all the exciting things that you're in? And you know, you- Sure. Well, um, I started walking in the Torah um, not that long ago, actually. I was a prophetic minister, traveled around the tri-state area. We live outside of D.C. and We would do conferences and minister and saw some amazing things. But I grew up in the church and I knew that I was supposed to be doing these things. And I kept saying, Father, if these things are Right. Why are so many people telling me that I'm wrong when I even try to talk about them or bring them up? So for years, I believed that the majority was correct. I believe the lie. And when I started walking in the Torah, I had already been in ministry for many years. And just it started out with just teaching women's Bible study. And then it went into other venues. Um, and I knew that when I started walking in the Torah, I would completely lose all that. So... I did. (laughs) One day I met a woman who showed me that I wasn't alone and I wasn't crazy. And I really committed to walking in his ways. And my family didn't come and they didn't understand it. And we already had Esther 414 established at that time. So um, we lost, I lost everything. Mm. So my friends even, you know, even my husband wasn't on board with this, but he was a wonderful husband who wanted to support his wife until he understood it better. Mm. And since then, since walking in the Torah, um, I spent that first year pretty much alone. We had a, we had a very successful small women's ministry, um, as well as the other piece of it that I was part of another ministry team. And I had planted, helped plan a church. We had about 200 people. And, um, all of that disappeared and so the father is amazing though and I did I spent a year alone with him celebrating the feast sometimes by myself celebrating the sabbath learning about him learning about his ways learning that when I know his ways I know him Mm, amen and Praying, okay, Father, now I'm learning about you. I'm not trying to teach me other people about me or about them anymore. I just want to know you. I want to know you like Moses knew you, <laughs> even though I'm not worthy of that by any measure. Mm. And so go before me or don't send me whatever you're going to do from here. And if it's nothing at all and I'm to shut this down, just make it clear. So for that year, I just prayed and I still, I had friends and I met a few people, especially one woman who was walking in the Torah and she was a great support while I learned. And I went to her with my questions because she had been walking in it for like 35 years. Mm. 
And then I started meeting a few more here and a few more there. And then one day we're having a board of directors meeting and I still don't have any idea where we're doing, uh, where we're going. So um, the one thing that we had continued to do that we had done all along was help families in need and main, mainly single women or women that had been abused. Mm-hmm. So we had continued to be able to do that, be the hands and feet. But of course we keep all that very private, very personal. And people tell me all the time, there's just not enough information on your website. And I'm like, well, that's on purpose because these women can uh, be in danger if we talk about what we do. And so could we at some times. Um, so I went to the board of directors meetings to tell them, I have no idea what our next step is. And before I could even talk to them about it, one of my board of directors says, you need to start podcasts. And I'm going, what? I don't even listen to podcasts. <laughs> what do you mean a podcast? And he said, well, when I'm working in my shop, he's a woodworker. When I'm working in my shop, I love to listen to podcasts. And I think you would be really good at it. And you should do it. I, you used to teach online all the time. What's the big deal? And I said, well, yeah, but we did live streams. And he said, well, you need to do a podcast. <laughs> and I really blew it off. I did. I was like, nah, I don't want to do that. But that was me, right? (laughs) That was me. So by the next board meeting, I had to go to him and say, I'm so sorry. I blew you off. I said, no way. And you know what? The father pricked my heart about it the entire time until in between the board meetings. And I need $39 a month to start a podcast because that's what I thought it was going to cost. Well, the entire board of directors said no. They said, if you're going to do this, you're going to do it right. (laughs) so they gave me a very large budget which I never expected and they told me to buy the equipment and we wound up creating an app for the ministry that would incorporate the podcast and also create a place for women to safely share with one another to Mm. love on each other and I've watched God grow it because I haven't done anything I couldn't I couldn't have done this in a million years and I'm not I, I, okay, I'm a little tech savvy because of my job, but I could not have built an app by myself. I could not have grown this community. I could not have done any of it without the father. We haven't even advertised. Mm-hmm. So Lashes Lattes and Leviticus came to me one day as the name. I knew it was him because I wasn't going to come up with that. <laughs> <laughs> and there was no way I could come up with that. And every, everybody I ran it by was like, wow, that's it. That's so cool. That name is so cool. It just stays with you. It does. And so, okay, that was it. And it and I I kept praying about it though. I kept saying, Father, what does this mean? Lashes, lattes, and Leviticus. Okay, I get it. Women. We have beautiful eyelashes. You know, every woman is beautiful. I love to say no matter what you look like, no matter what you wear, no matter what you don't wear. Mm-hmm. So that's our appearance part. And we divide over appearances sometimes. So I understood that part. Lattes, what it, what on earth? I knew the ministry was born out of a coffee shop because we used to get together and meet there when we were talking about starting the ministry and starting the 501c3. And it was actually a cupcake coffee shop, so that's hilarious. Um, <laughs> but what on earth is this lattes part, Lord? What do you want me to do with this coffee thing? Yes, I like coffee, but I'm not that, you know, crazy. <laughs> I absolutely knew in that moment it was about community. It was just one of those deep, instantaneous knowings in your heart that it was about community. And then it hit me, the Hamena Tov. The Father is dying for us. I mean, that's a bad word. The Father wants us to be in community. Mm-hmm. Because the second greatest command is love your neighbor. Yeah. Now we have our brother, right? We have our brothers and sisters in Messiah, but we have our neighbor. Mm-hmm. I've got neighbors of all different religions, all different ethnicities. It doesn't mean that we are to worship with our neighbor. It means that we are to love our neighbor the way Messiah loved the tax collector and the prostitute. Yes. And those that we don't know where he is at with them in their lives and what he wants to do. Mm-hmm. So I knew it was about community. And then as I walked in the Torah community for a while, I saw the division in the Torah community and it broke my heart. Yes. Dividing over the nth degree of scripture. Dividing over what is the holy days. Dividing over calendars. Mm-hmm. Um, I can go on and on and on. And I thought, you know what? 
this isn't what he wants. Nope. Because we're all unsure of these things. And one day he's going to reveal them and we're all. <laughs> and it's not studying at all. That's not it at all. It, and it's not that we might not be right. We might be about some things, but I guarantee we're all wrong about a lot of things. So dividing over those things, I feel, breaks the father's heart. Oh, it's terrible. There, it, it, it has to break his heart to see his children fighting over things that are unnecessary. Amen. Amen. Absolutely. So I just knew that the lattes was about building community because where do you sit when you're meeting somebody or you want to chat around here? We go to a coffee shop or we meet in somebody's kitchen around the table. Mm -hmm. So that was what the lattes part was. And then the Leviticus, well, that's kind of self-explanatory. Hello, we're walking in Torah. (laughs) (laughs) Right. And it is what most Okay, so most of us did come out of the Christian church, right? The Sunday church. Mm. Because a lot of us still consider ourselves Christian. Some don't. It's a word. However, if we're coming out of that, the Christian church in general will claim the promises of Leviticus and the, and the Old Testament, but not the requirements to obtain the promises. Right. They want the that, not the if. With the yes, that. exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So... Lashes, Lattes, and Leviticus was born with the goal of bringing women of Torah together in community, not to teach one another. There's enough of that. There's Mm. some really great teachers out there. And it seems like everybody wants to teach, but the scripture says not all should be teachers because you'll be judged harsher. Oh, yes. So the goal of Lashes, Lattes, and Leviticus was for me to be quiet, which is not my norm (laughs) i can relate it was more about listening loving on people helping other women connect with other women Mm. not gathering in for me or for esther 414 although we're happy to have whoever wants to be a part of this the goal is for women to connect all over the place and I've watched him do it and talk about humbling amen um and yeah for your listeners if you guys don't know the app is we have a chat room and there's a whole lot of women watching on the chat room that don't chat Mm. because I can see the stats from behind the scenes but in the chat room we're having fun (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we talk back and forth and people are connecting and finding what they have in common. Yep. And it's been phenomenal. But like I said, we haven't even advertised. I have done zero advertising. We have our first advertising coming out in the fall. Oh, nice. So I see father working. I see Abba working. I'm just trying not to mess it up. I'm trying to keep my hands off of it. I'm trying to let the Holy Spirit rule this. I'm trying to stay in prayer and stay in repentance before him because I am not perfect and just let him do this thing. Oh, I hear you. But the community is so needed. We, like you said, there's so much of this, everybody wanting to teach and preach and talk at everybody. Yes. There's no real um, connecting and talking back like when, when there's interaction, really talking back much, you know, in a, in the right way. Yes. For the connection, because it's more so of like, even with like what I do, I like having, trying to engage the other women, 
you know, and trying to do what, you know, the women who are older and more experienced, what we're supposed to be doing, but I don't want to do it in a way of me just talking to everybody. It's, you know, these are my experiences. I hope you learn from them. But at the same time, it's like, Hey, let's talk community. What's your thoughts? What's your, you know, we need to do this together. And like how you said, how we've talked about, there's no competition. There shouldn't be no competition in the kingdom and building community, even with our differences, because, you know, considering the amount of things that would actually be right to have that cutting off for um, certain things that, you know, you need to pull away from and really need to stand firm on. But the amount of those things compared to what really is causing division and really is keeping people separate is far too much. Amen. And trying to remember that we don't know where they're, where they are in their walk, where they are in God's process for them. And that's exactly what it is. It's his process. It's not what we think it should be or what we think it should look like in the moment. Mm -hmm. I mean, Magdalene probably didn't look like what everybody thought she should be in the moment either. Right. Are we cutting those people off before we even give them the chance? Oh, I've seen that plenty of times and you're not wearing the right clothes or you're the, the makeup thing is a big thing too. You know, we have to, I haven't worn it since my twenties and, um, but for my own personal reasons, I stopped. I, Aaron said I didn't need it. And I used to never walk out of the house with it. I'd always have it on. And then in my early twenties, I'm like, uh, I don't really care anymore. So I stopped wearing it, but I've never looked at another woman and said, or even thought some of the things that you hear people say about women who wear makeup or the, you have the women who stay home and the women who go to work and the war that goes on there. And amen. We're so quick to tear people down. And you know, a lot of that's wounding. I believe a lot of it is wounding because when a lot of us left where we were, we were hurt. Yeah. And you're trying to protect yourself instead of allowing the father to do it. If we don't ever put our foot in the Jordan, it's not going to part. If we don't put ever put our foot out there and allow ourselves to be um, vulnerable. Yeah, that's a hard one. Then we won't ever see the fruit of the vulnerability that we allowed the father to move through us. Right. But most people are also hurt. They don't know how to heal by the father's hand. Right. And so what you get is a disconnected community and not just within the Torah, but within the general community. Yeah, that's true. So it's important. It is so important. Um, So background a little bit. I grew up as my father was a pastor, but he was also a high school principal. And the principal's kid is not popular, (laughs) to say the least. So you add the pastor piece in there, right? (laughs) And you add in that he integrated schools. So there was a lot of rejection as a kid, a Mm. lot. And I didn't think I needed anybody. For many, many years, I didn't think I needed anybody. But the, the anybody was exactly what I was missing in my life. And the father had to show me that. But just like other people that suffer rejection or have had multiple people pass in their lives or for any, any number of wounds, he is the best at healing those. Yes. But he expects us to let other people wrap their arms around us and let him move through them. And if we reject them, Well, we're rejecting him. We're rejecting the image of God. Amen. Woundings can shut that up pretty, pretty tight, though. Oh, amen. Oh, and it led me down a path of walking away and bars and drugs. And (laughs) I should have been addicted, but I never was. Then that was him all the way. Mm, Amen. So community is his heart for his people. And we don't really know who he's calling. Right. So to just cut everybody off from the get-go. Or to try and find what's wrong with them before you maybe 
try to trust them first? Well, I can't be around them because of blank and I can't be around that. And yes, you're right. There, there is a dividing line. There is a dividing line of who you bring into your close knit community mm -hmm. and who you try to shine the light to. And that just comes with time and discernment and maturity. Right. But if we don't ever give it that time, mm -hmm. then we could be missing out on some amazing relationships. You are so right. Because when you have that, nope, you have to have this calendar. You have to have this type of look. You have to have this. You have to have that. Well, we're also, you can see how um, in the New Testament, um, Paul, ta Paul talks about how these are the things when he was speaking to specific groups. This is what you need to change right now. Yes. The rest will come. The rest will come. The rest will come. And he says, it is time for you to move on from milk to meat. And the meat is the Torah. The meat is let's obey these instructions so that one day we can fulfill the Torah, which the top two commands are love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, strength, and being with everything in you and love your neighbor as yourself. That's the whole of the Torah, not your brother as yourself, not the person who's within the Torah already, the community, but your neighbor. Yep. And you don't see that really all that much because you see if I don't like them because of this. And all of a sudden they're the things that the attitude towards those who aren't exactly like some people, it's there's this level of they're beneath you. Well, right. we're esteem others better than ourselves, which it can be hard at times because we're human and we have emotions and all that fun stuff that comes with being a human that gets in the way. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> the flesh. Yes. Oh, yes. But yeah, you're absolutely right. And that's, that's on my mind so much for a while now, especially during the last few years and seeing how there's little spurts of times where people come in together and really be in there for each other. But then it just gets, it's become as a whole and it, it's not just outside of, um, the Torah community it's everywhere it's within the Torah community too because it's more so of like just become so selfish self-centered and it's all about me and you know I want how people want them to think like them and if you don't now you're beneath them and you need to be yelled at you need to be belittled you need to be put down but that's not the way to do it even when something does need to be brought up there's a way to do that yes. at least at first for quite a while well and they have people have to realize within the Torah community and without that there are hurting, dirty, and dying people everywhere. Mm -hmm. And we are called to them. We are to be the light. Yeah. As he was the light. And if we're too busy judging them for what they wear or don't wear or believe or don't believe, then how are they ever going to see Messiah? Right. Exactly. They have to be welcomed into our assemblies. They have to be welcomed for me into this office. And maybe if we can help them by showing them the hands and feet, they'll see his love working through us and our joy. Right. And maybe they'll become curious. Why are you so different? Yep. What is it? We, we have experience with a group that, um, and you might, you might've heard about stuff like this too, where you, you had to actually go through, um, a while of talking to ministers and making sure you're on board with them entirely with their literature, um, before you're even allowed to come to services for, and become a part of their assembly. And it's so much so that like, there is a dress code. And if you don't dress like that, you're not welcome. Well, you... I, I left a Christian church one time, not a Torah keeping church, a Christian church one time because I was working in human trafficking. And I realized if I had brought one of the, the trafficking girls into that body, they would have been snickered at. Mm -hmm. They would have been discarded. They would have been made to feel dirty and less than. And that's why most of them would never set foot in the church. And that's with the giver. And that is not Messiah-like. No, not at all. There's a good talk, but the good talking game, who you'll, you know, you reach out. I mean, 
he came for the sick, not the ones who were perfect. But, yes. And you know what? That you're supposed to be a little bit kinder, and you're absolutely right. There's so many people who won't um, come into a, um, congregations because they know how they're going to be treated. And that exactly. And that's why a lot of people looking in call people who follow Torah legalistic. Yeah. When Torah is anything but. Exactly. But so that's how, well, we kind of went on a long rabbit trail there, but that's how Lashes, Lattes, and Leviticus got started. I used to teach, teach scripture. Now my focus is building community. If somebody asks me to teach, I'm happy to talk to them about it. But when you know someone and you're in relationship with someone, that iron sharpening iron means so much more than just throwing a message out there to a stranger. Oh, amen. And the way that you talk to the people that you're in relationship with means more to them. Oh, that's true. Not to mention you have a little bit more of a history with them if there's correction needed. And really, isn't that the time that we should be correcting when we're in relationship with someone? Mm-hmm. And Abba has absolutely no problem correcting people. Zero. And he has no problem getting his message across. Zero. He does not need us to do those things. He simply allows us to participate in his plan. But are we waiting on his instruction before we move into those things? Or are we just throwing these bombs out to them and watching, watching the fallout with no responsibility for helping them rebuild? And walking away. It's like yeah. that where you see the uh, images of someone throwing something for an explosion. The explosion's going on behind them and they're walking away. Yes. With no responsibility for the casualties. Mm-hmm. Well, that is not our goal. If someone is wounded, if someone's had a bomb thrown at them, if someone has lost a loved one, if someone has fallen into deep sin or is still in deep sin and doesn't know, we want to be the light of Messiah. Exactly. We, we might not always be the right place for them, but you know what? It won't be because we didn't love them. And are we perfect? Oh my gosh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely not. But I'm very grateful. I'm very, very grateful that he has done this. And like I said, I'm just trying not to mess it up. I'm trying to keep my hands off and let him move. I hear you. You can tell you enjoy it, though. It's really like in a good way. You, you can tell that you really are passionate about this. Amen. It's Amen. Great. And um, want to stay focused until he moves my focus. If I've learned anything through these years, it's to wait on the father wait on his spirit, wait for answers to prayer before I move. And that was hard because I'm one of those people. <laughs> <laughs> Just do it. Just do it. <laughs> I can relate. Oh, yes. And then you're like, um, that didn't work out so well. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I know the feeling. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. Exactly. yeah. But he uses it too. He's used everything in my past. He, he's used everything to build up to this moment mm -hmm. as long as I was ready to humble myself and learn from my mistakes and admit them <laughs> and repent yes <laughs> when I was too stubborn to do those things well yeah <laughs> I had to go around the mountain a few more times uh, oh that, that, that's fun and dust yourself off a little bit more <laughs> yes yes so Esther 414 is about building community where we used to be about the prophetic and teaching the gifts of the spirit. And, um, and I still believe in all that. I believe the Holy spirit still moves the same as he always did because he is God and he does not change. Mm -hmm. However, there's a difference when that is all you seek versus seeking the father and all these things will be added unto you. Yes. So that's where we were and where we've come to <laughs> praise God because he did it. Not me. I hear you, but it's, it's coming. It's something great. It's, I know I benefit from it. I have friends who have started listening to your podcast. Some who've jumped on the um, messaging app with us. Oh, amen. And, yeah. Cause there's at least a few of them that I can think of offhand. And I'd, uh, I, I, I brought it up. Everybody about it. I'm like, I got to do this. It's a lot of fun. And it's nice you started doing with 
captioning now that I, I hope you'd keep doing that. That was fun. Oh, that was fun. And what we're talking about is I asked a question in the chat room on the app. And we've had 40 responses so far, people talking back and forth and people have connected, realizing that they have common interests. And I'm just trying there again, I'm just trying to keep my hands off. I love every single response that we've had. And people have been so polite. There's been no cattiness. There's been no going back behind each other. There's been no ugly comments. Not that I would allow it anyway, but there hasn't been a thing that I've had to um, police at all nor do I want to have to. Everyone is operating in the spirit of Messiah. I love it. I absolutely love it. You're right. There has been no cattiness, no snoutiness. No, no. it's not. building each other and loving what, you know, putting little hearts and we've had, <laughs> we've had nothing. And I'm sure at some point it will come, right? But I am so impressed that we've had this app now for what? It launched last November. And there hasn't been a single time, not one single time. You know, that's him. You know, that's the spirit of God. It's nice. And I'm so excited. And that's not normal for girls when we get no. together. <laughs> I can admit that one. That's not normal for women when they get together. And even when someone had a question about what I posted, they contacted me privately and said, hey, can we talk? Mm-hmm. Hallelujah. Absolutely. We can talk. I'm an open book. Yeah. But it was done politely, which, yes. is, which is really nice. But oh, I, I hope you keep doing that with the questions because that was a lot of fun. 40 responses and you just did yeah. that a year or two ago. Yes. And you know what? I don't care. I don't have to be the one to ask the question. I'm just having fun like one of the girls. Anybody can ask a question. I think that's great. And I, I don't want to get too busy where I can't be on the chat all the time, but I know that I'm getting busier, if you know what I mean. So I want the ladies to keep this thing going. And they're me- they are. They're meeting people close to them. It's just been such a blessing. But so the app is stage one. We have some other things that we're planning, but they're still in the planning process. And the father has not yet given us the means or the confirmation to go for them. But the app is stage one. And if they lock us down again, we don't have to lose communication. If the world blows up around us, as long as we have internet, we don't have to lose communication. But if we do lose internet, hopefully you've met somebody close by. Mm. And if you've met somebody across the world, even better. That's awesome. You're right. It's even better. At least it's a nice vehicle that can be used now and it's, it's working and it's growing. I'm, I've been watching it grow for a while and the community is, it's exactly what we women need. Like men need it too, but you yes. know, Amen. It, it, we need to fellowship with everybody and, you know, men and women and men need their men things too. But women, you know, women need women and the men need the men too. Exactly. It- it's different. It's both necessary but it's different and we understand one another and where we're coming from as moms and employees, employers and all the different venues that all the different hats we carry in the venues that we work in. Um, it is necessary, but we don't give it enough time and attention. We're too busy taking care of our families and duties and our jobs if we have them or our, you know, everybody's got a job, whether we stay home or we go to work. Everybody has a job and everybody works hard. I don't know a single woman of Torah that doesn't work hard. And sometimes at multiple venues. Um, Mm -hmm. But we're really good at those things. And usually we're pretty good at being organized and, you know, getting our kids off to school and doing all these different things. But we would neglect one another. Yeah. So that's where we're at. We're going to try and gap that. We're going to, I mean, bridge that gap rather. I see it happening. It, it's it's happening. Amen. It's a prayer answered. That's all it is. I didn't do a thing and I'm not going to take any credit for it. I'm just listening and walking where he told me to walk. And he told me through my board of directors. <laughs> and I prayed for it too. And I know other women have to of, we need an ability to be able to have conversation with other ladies and build community in the proper sense and have the right kind of fellowship. Yes, exactly. And I welcome other ministries. I welcome other people, other women to share about their, their ministries, just like I wanted you to share about yours, Sharon. And, um, 
I'm not the be all end all. This is just one of many. God is multifaceted. He didn't create just one star. Right. And the stars keep creating. We all have a part to play. Yes. And they're. Yes. And what I can't empathize with somebody about because I've never experienced it or have no engagement with it. Somebody else can. Mm -hmm. And that's beautiful. And it's nice. People connecting in that way too, that you're helping them. I'm helping them. And others are being like, Hey, how about this lady? Right. Exactly. And they're learning, I think through our example, no competition in the kingdom. Let's build, let's build, let's not tear down. It's not about who can build a better wall. Nehemiah and the whole community of Israel went to build one wall. There was always just one wall. Amen. Multiple stones in one wall. With 12 gates that we're all going to have to go through one day. Oh, yes. (laughs) Nice to see the different, um, I'm probably pronouncing this wrong, niches. I don't know. Yes. (laughs) Sometimes I pronounce things funny. But um, all the niches that we have, it's just so different. And we all fill that in a different way because all do the same exact thing. Then that doesn't benefit everybody. And we don't have to do every aspect of something and you can see that you have this one lady she does these things this this lady over here does maybe a little bit of some of that but this other area she's being used for and then like you you're built helping to build community and you're you can help um ladies with understanding things like that zoom call that you um did was was really great for the omer that we really enjoyed that conversation um like that was fun can't wait to do that again. We like do. That. We're definitely going to do that again, but only for the ladies on the app in the chat room because it's about getting to know one another personally. Mm-hmm. Right. I can't just put an open invitation out to Zoom as much as I would like to. Um, I don't even know how to do that, <laughs> but I it can was- definitely do it to the people that are on our app. And I'm not just promoting the app. There's other wonderful ministries out there. I encourage you to be a part of, but this is what we're doing. This is our niche of the kingdom. Like you said, that we're supposed to be walking in. And I applaud everyone who's walking in their niche. And it helps having those different niches too, because then you can find um, where you're, where, where you need when it comes to say being a wife or mother um, that works outside the home. Like that doesn't apply to me in the same way. Like I am trying to do stuff at home when it comes to like um, the ministry, but that's a little different, but like I have crafting that I do and I want, I, I do want to sell that get back into that. I've gotten away from it because of frustrations with it. Right. Balance because sometimes I, it's very easy to get unbalanced with things and, or get, get in over your head. And I've gotten in over my head before with my crafting where it's like, Oh, wow, well, I have all this stuff to do. And, Well, it's easy to do that outside of the home. It's easy to do that in ministry. Um, And I find that that, again, is not listening to the father. That's it's our desire. And he put in us the ability to multitask because we're moms and we're women. Yeah. But if we don't sit and wait and ask, then we're walking by ourselves. Mm hmm. And that's when I've always gotten overwhelmed. I can't speak for everybody else, but that's been my repeated um, challenge, if you will. No, oh, I understand. I, I thought my crafting, I didn't learn it, my crafting until I was in my mid twenties and, you know, there was, I, I just kind of did it for fun, you know, but some, I sold little things here and there. Um, but it was more so just for fun. And then, you know, I started when I actually started trying to, um, build something out of it, it just didn't work. And then, you know, it was very disappointing and discouraging. Um, It did kind of work some. I got in over my head. But at the same time, um, I thought it was I was supposed to be going in one direction. And then after I started what I'm doing now with part of a tour woman, that's when I realized, wait a minute, I am supposed to do something with this. But I was wrong with what I thought I was supposed to be doing. And so trying to figure out where he's leading it can be difficult sometimes because it's like okay i know these things i'm supposed to be doing but clearly if it's not working um this is kind of my own in here and i don't want my will and i also need to balance we need to balance and it's so easy to get unbalanced with things oh amen yes it is it's so easy 
And then next thing you know, it's been four months has gone by. And you're like, right. whoa. Yeah. But he's so merciful. He is so loving and kind. And he just, he takes it and he says, okay, daughter, correct course. Yes. Correct course. Here we go. I'm, I'm sending you over here and you want to run over here because there's something shiny over here. Yeah. <laughs> but I want you to go over here where it's not so shiny, but underneath it, underneath that rock that you got to chip away over there is gold. He's amazing at that. It, it's fantastic. Um, I want to encourage the ladies listening. I want to encourage all of you. You all have a talent. You all have a skill. You all have a testimony. You all have a story. You all are important and you have a voice. And don't let anyone else tell you that you don't. Because you are a daughter of the King of Kings. And he created you. And I, I used this um, analogy on the podcast just yesterday. I always think about all these people that are talking about doing warfare, warfare, warfare. And I've already taught about that. We're, we don't have to go into that. I don't give the enemy any of my time. Mm -hmm. but we are expected to go to battle as daughters of the king sometimes. But don't think a daughter of the king doesn't have the angel army at her back. Mm -hmm. Father is saying, look at my girl go, but I've got her back. And so we go and we fight. But the father is fighting with us, for us. And he's gone before us and he's sent the hornets out. And he's cleared the way. And we don't have to worry. And that's all of us. Amen. We're not one more special than the other. Amen. The angel armies are at our back because the father sent them for his bride, his daughter, his loving, amazing, beautiful, I just want your will, father girls. Hmm. And you're so right. Not one of us is more valuable or of more worth than no. any other. And I think people need to be reminded of that sometimes. Yes. And the only difference that I see is some are more yielded than others. So I encourage you all as well to yield. If you haven't, if there's an area in your life you haven't yielded, just yield to him because he already knows. And he's already got a plan. That's right. It's so exciting. <laughs> it is exciting. He's exciting. Like thinking about that. We have the king, like the God of the universe, like the creator. He loves us. He's yeah. got a plan for us. He uses us. He wants to have a relationship with us. And he, he doesn't need us because he's the creator. But he chooses us and it's yeah. it it's just oh inside like it's overwhelming but in a good way it's just like wow the best thing he ever did for me was teach me how big he was oh, he used my own life my own experience what i knew in life to teach me how big he was and then he kind of laughed at me and said are you still worried <laughs> right yeah <laughs> oh wow <laughs> it's kind of like how we can think about that with our own children when we yeah. just sit there and we're chuckling of like yeah do you remember me showing you that before right i yeah mm -hmm. <laughs> yep that's funny but yeah the chuckling and the laughing yeah yes he's got us he, he does he has it all and he already knows the end from the beginning he's not surprised I think sometimes we can forget that. Yes. Because he knows it anyways already. And he does. He has seen everything and he knows us completely. He's not surprised. Not at all. You're right. Not in the least. <laughs> and he loves us even when we're not loving. Oh. My, my, one of my favorite sayings is he's the best at breathing life into dirt and I'm still really dusty. Oh, I love that. That is a good one. But when your life feels like dirt, he will bring it to life. Just, just have to look to him. Oh, I like that. I often say, like, when you're struggling with something or you've, like, are caught up in sin or you just commit a sin and you're, like, really, you know, you're just, you repent, dust yourself off. Amen. Forward. Amen. <laughs> but, but I love that analogy. I always say dust yourself off. But I like that one. That's that's got to be. 
they go together. I'm going to be using that if you don't mind. (laughs) I don't mind. Pass it on. Totally get the credit, but I should definitely use that quote because that, as long as you don't care, um, because I think that's, that's a good one. I didn't think of it in that way. I think of dust yourself off, get that dust off, but we're dusty. Yeah, we are. We're still very dusty. We keep areas away from him and that's dusty. And, you know, he waits for us to open that area up to him so that he can breathe life into it. I love that. I really love that. (laughs) That's, that's, oh, that's profound. I like that. That's it. Thank you. I'm so glad. (laughs) Use it all you like. (laughs) It's just one of the things in my walk that he showed me to give me the faith to do what he asked me to do. And I was the one that prayed, have your way, Lord, anything you say, I will do. Well, be careful when you pray that because he will say what he wants you to do. (laughs) Oh, yes. Uh, He will. (laughs) But he will also provide a way. Oh, and usually it's right through the fire. But he will make sure as you're walking through the fire, just like through the Red Sea, you will go through it. And what will melt off, you didn't need anyway. That's right. And we have, we get refined, purified. Yeah. Yeah, got to be refined, purified. Right. And that is how we draw near to him. That's why all the sacrifices had to go to the fire. Because we have to get the dross out. We have to get the stuff off so that we can come before a holy God and get closer and get closer and teach me your ways that I may yada you, that I may know you. That's amazing. And it's, and there was recently I had um, written about uh, clay in his hands and I started thinking about pottery and which I love pottery and uh, made me start thinking of like being molded and being squished and being twisted and pulled and kneaded and all that fun yeah. stuff. And, but it's not done at that point. No, not even close. It has to go through the kiln and that kiln, how hot that thing gets. And yet when it comes out, it's beautiful and it's changed and it's shiny and it, right. Well, it depends on what's on it, obviously, but just, it's, it's beautiful. And then sometimes you have to put some more stuff on it and heat it up again to get that shine. Well, and sometimes you have to put it on the potter's wheel and spin it too. Yeah. And it makes it dizzy, makes it seem like it's out of control, but it's not because he's never out of control. He's always in control and you're in his hands and he is the potter. Oh, yes. Isn't that, it's just such an amazing, analogies are used for a purpose. Yes. And that's how he speaks to us. Just like dreams. He speaks to us in analogies. He speaks to us in parables, just like Yeshua did, so that we have to spend time with him praying about them, that his spirit can give us the understanding. Amen. This is, it is 40 minutes. This is really good. I love, I love your story. It's just amazing. Um, we have about 10 minutes left. Do you want to add anything else or talk about your testimony with hospice or do you want to talk about your hospice uh, testimony? Next oh, <laughs> sure. Um, well, just- because it's all glory to God about how I became a nurse to begin with. And then how I went to hospice was kind of funny. He's got sense, such a sense of humor. Um, I had just lost my dad. It was 1997. And I was in a career that was leaving because the internet came along. So that career was going totally away. I was a travel agent and I ran a branch of American Express. And I knew that as the internet got more popular and it grew, that they wouldn't need us anymore. And we did mostly corporate travel. So all of these people would now be able to go on their own computer and do their own travel arrangements. They wouldn't need us and we wouldn't be paid commissions. And I honestly was miserable anyway. And I had been praying for years. What do you want me to do? What do you want me to do? Now, was I walking with him? No, (laughs) but that was my prayer. What do you want me to do? What do you want me to do over and over and over again? So my father had just passed after a 10 year battle with Alzheimer's and I'm crying all by myself on my sofa and I'm living in sin, not walking with the father at all, except I keep praying. And I hear, and I can't tell you it was audible. I was the only one in the room, but I know that I know that I know it was him. And he said, go to nursing school. 
And I'm like, yeah, right. I failed out of college. And I did. I failed out of college the first time. He said, go to nursing school. And it shook me. And I probably would have blown it off, except it shook me and it wouldn't leave me. And so I called the local community college that had one of the best nursing programs in the state at the time. And they, I knew that only because my dad had been in a nursing home and I had talked to the nurses there and really gotten to know them. And it had been a 10-year battle. So I called them and I said, what does it take to go to nursing school? And they said, well, we have a wait list. And I'm like, see, that wasn't the Lord. And of course, you know, you always want to test them when you're not walking with them. It's like, well, you got to prove it. <laughs> well, my, my father passed on July 27th. And on August 30th, I started nursing school. Passed the wait list. Hmm. I got in immediately through a program called the Nursing Education Opportunity Program. They had one slot. Somebody had just canceled and they slid me in. Hmm. Passed the wait list. <laughs> Where I had a 0.8 GPA after my freshman year of college the first time and I wound up dropping out in my sophomore year. I had gone back to community college and taken a few, you know, basic credit courses, but I had no intention of finishing and I became a travel agent and had worked in that industry for years. And I graduated nursing school with honors. That's amazing. It was amazing. Because if you had told me I was going to be a nurse, even six months before that, I would have laughed at you, especially after what I'd seen all these women doing in the nursing home with my father. Mm -hmm. So I get a job my last year of nursing school in the hospital as what's called a nurse extern, meaning I'm doing everything the nurses are doing, but they have to sign off and watch over me. And there was a huge nursing shortage then too. So as soon as I graduated, I just slid right into the same job, same hours, same everything, except suddenly I was an RN. And I worked in that outpatient surgery for five years and one of my friends, who was a, the nurse recruiter that hired me, had gone to hospice to work. And I ran into her in the store one day. And she said, you need to come to work for me. And I'm like, oh, sure. Absolutely. Outpatient surgery to hospice. It makes total sense. I'll be there tomorrow. And I laughed at her. And I said, thank you so much for putting that confidence in me. But no, <laughs> it just makes no sense. And I loved my job. I absolutely loved it. Do you know, two weeks later, I was so miserable in that job after five years of loving it. And even up to the day I had that conversation it was exactly two weeks. I hated that job. I couldn't wait to get out. So I called her and I took the job with hospice to get out of where I was and said, I'll do this to make money until I find something else. And well, it's 18 and a half years later. And here I am. That is amazing. And he has moved so many times. I spent five years in the hospital either sending patients home who were given their last few days or sitting at the bedside and attempting to keep them comfortable the best that was possible as they passed. And it was such an honor. It was such an honor. I have learned so much about people. I have watched the spirit of God move so many times through someone in their last and dying moments. And it made total sense of everything that I had been through in my life. And it gave me that testimony that I will never forget that he took a t his time to speak to this center who was living in the bars. Mm. But through all that, I knew I couldn't be a hospice nurse without him. Amen. I sat in the, in the hospital parking lot one day crying and said, I just can't do this another day, Father. I can't watch another person die. And he mm -hmm. said, you don't have to. Now go in the building. Because he was doing it, not me. And every day I would go back in. And every day he strengthened me to go back in. And when he wanted me to start the ministry, he suddenly made me work from home. And I've been working from home for 10 years. That's awesome. <laughs> That story just well, it's all one hundred percent the truth. Some people, I know it sounds crazy, but he loves 
to show us his greatness. And I am so grateful. I don't sometimes we stop to look mm. and give him the credit of how great he is. Amen. That's truth right there. And only through him could we do it. Amen. Oh, yeah. There is nothing. Shoot. We can't even drive the beltway. Do you know what a miracle it is to drive the beltway in D.C. every day? (laughs) (laughs) I have no idea. (laughs) We don't give him enough credit because it is humanly impossible to survive that thing every single day. (laughs) Uh, I'm glad to not have to have traffic and really in my life. (laughs) That's funny. So I just, I love your, your testimony of coming to Torah. I love your testimony with hospice and where you've come from. Cause we all, we all have different backgrounds. We all have the different things we've come out of and the attitudes and sin and just life and things, things we've had to overcome. And, you know, he takes all of us and just, he'll fix it for us and he'll bring us to a better point and use us in ways that we don't even realize we're being used. And, you know, next thing you know, it's, it's, we're doing things that we never would have expected ever in our life. Yes. Where you are right now. You think that when you were 50 years old, probably not. And ladies, I'm not more special than you. None of us are. I'm your sister. Same father. Exact same father. Yep. He loves you just as much as he loves me. Absolutely. We all, we're all the same. Different roles in life and different walks we're on within, you know, we're all on the walk of Torah, obviously, or wherever we're at, but you're right. We're we're the same. And it's, it's nice. It's nice to have people do things like this. I love listening but um, you also, um, I'd like, if you would like to share now, um, we're running out of time, but we have enough time to do this, of where you can be found, whether online, social media, your website, podcast, phone number you want to give, and if you have time, tell about the help of family and, and sure. Um, everything can be found on our website. It's Esther414Ministries with an S.org. Esther414Ministries.org. Now, .com will go there. .net will go there. It's all together. Um, that's our website. The app is Esther414Ministries. You can find us on the Google Play Store, on the Apple Store. And then there's some TV apps that we're on. We're on Amazon. You can download it all from there. But it's all phone app. We don't have a, a computer app yet or a desktop app. Um, but those are the two main places you can, uh, reach us at 833-414-0414. That goes directly to the ministry. And sometimes I'll even answer the phone. So I don't ever want to get to the point where I'm not personable and personal. Um, but we do get busy. So leave us a message. If we don't answer, I am a wife and a mom too. (laughs) And a nurse. So we do get back to everybody though. Um, if you want to reach out, please do. If you need prayer, please reach out. If you want to talk, please reach out. Uh, if you have questions about anything I've said today, <laughs> like I said, I'm willing to talk. I might tell you more than you want to know, <laughs> but you're welcome. You're absolutely welcome. And all are welcome on the app in the community. And you're on a bunch of social, some social media, right? My favorite is the Torah network. Um, we went off of Facebook a while back. I had to go back on because of one of the people that um, I love dearly that came on the podcast, wanted to share it. So my personal page, I'm on there and I watch it, but my personal page is shut down um, because I felt that was what the Lord was telling me to do at a while back. The Esther 414 ministries page is still up and running, at least for now, but we're on the tour network. We're on telegram and we're on gab. Hey, that's it's great. I I love being able to connect on you there too. Um, so I think we have a couple more minutes before this will shut off on us. Um, you want to tell about your help a family in need quick? Help a family in need is abused women. Um, normally they have children. Um, I can't say a whole lot, but what we do is we are about to do a t-shirt fundraiser and you can find out more about that very soon on our website. It's the hands and feet. 
some of these women are in such bad situations that they don't know where the next meal is coming from. And so we try to meet those needs. They don't have to be Torah. They just have to need. And some have come to the father through it. He's done amazing things. I've watched amazing miracles there again. Um, but that's exactly what it is. And it's women that he brings us through circumstance or whatever. Um, but for being a small women's ministry, I'm amazed at how he's done big things. And I'm not going to kid you. And I tell everybody this, I'm the person that some assemblies don't like, because if you're being beat up, I will help you get a divorce. The father does not expect you to die over any of this. I know a lot of people think that's very controversial. But you have to, especially if you have children, get to safe place. Pray about what needs to happen next. And if he won't repent, it's okay. Safety is important. Safety is important. You put on your own oxygen mask first before you can help anybody else. Yep. And you have a spot on your website that people can help donate to that, correct? There's a donate button on our website and on the app. And if you put in comments for a family in need, it will go 100% to them. But I can't tell you about individual stories right. um, at all, ever. And I, you know, some people like to post pictures and that kind of thing. I believe the scripture says give in private, give in secret. Yep. So that's what we do. And I will not put these women in jeopardy because I want to have a some kind of big picture on there or draw more attention to it. So oh, it's, no. it's totally father funded through people. Nope. Oh, that's great. Cause at least it gets it out there some more. So right. thank you. I appreciate that. Oh, you're welcome. Hey, we need to help each other. Amen. And women need help. They're, they're usually marrying or um, in a relationship with someone they think is the love of their life. Mm -hmm. yeah, and they do it with the right heart. And it's great that you're trying to help them. So however I, we can, and the father has corrected me and will continue to correct me whenever I need it. But if you're interested in being the hands and feet, there's one venue to help. Absolutely. And it's simple. Yes. And it's not all about getting a divorce. I didn't want that to be the primary focus, but we help them with shelter. We help them with food. We help them however we can. However right. we can. I've actually had um, families that don't speak a lot of English and I'll help them fill out paperwork and I'll lead them to the correct county and city um, agencies where they can get assistance and food pantries and whatever we need to do. We totally just walk with them through what they're going through. I think it's great. And I think that keeping it anonymous is fantastic because not enough people do stuff like that. Amen. You have to preserve people's dignity first and foremost. Yep. I I completely agree. I actually personally don't really like it when that stuff gets um, revealed um, well, when necessary. I don't know how much time we have, but when, when I was a prophetic minister, I had a wonderful teacher. And we were taught that you preserve someone's dignity who's in front of you, even if you have to give up your own. Amen. You're absolutely right. And I believe that 100%. It should be like that. You don't need don't need to reveal those things plus it's easier for people to be willing to ask for help when they know you're not gonna um, blast it out there or they get humiliated or because now it's out there yes that's the way I look at it anyways that's that's me I think it that way personally so but I love what you're doing and um hopefully that gets some uh, out there and I can't wait to see what happens with the um t-shirt fundraiser you're doing for that i think that's going to be awesome well i'm going to be posting the uh, picture of the shirt on the website today as a matter of fact they're not ready to go to print yet because a sister decided to start a printing business so as soon as she's up and running we're up and running with the fundraiser we want to support our sisters and messiah and um, i'm very excited about that too and then i'll let you know all about her stuff that's great. And then we can, I, I hope you want to come back on. I'd love to have you back on and we can talk about other things and talk more about things like this. And when oh, you, I love you dearly. Of course, I'll come back oh. whenever you'd like. I love our chats. Me I love too. <laughs> All of this, how the community building is just making it so that so many of us now are connecting with people we never would have even known. Yes. It, the tour networks made a big difference and yes. 
your app has made a big difference and other things. It just building it is just becoming amazing because people are connecting with others that we never would have otherwise. And we get along great. So I'm, I'm making friends. <laughs> so. right? I love it. And may I also say congratulations on your article. I oh. love seeing your article being published. So cool. That was, yeah, that was a, oh, thank you. Yeah, that was um definitely a, I finally got my head wrapped for more around it. That was interesting. <laughs> but that I'm so glad that um, I had help editing it. That was really nice. That just took some time though, to get to that. And then when it was like, finally done, it's like, Hey, it's done. And then it's like, <laughs> then it's like, Oh, there it is. So that was like, <laughs> you know, it's, you know, keeping a small head about it, obviously, but it's, it's exciting and it's really cool and it's really nice. And yeah, it's like so humbling. Cause it's like, I can't believe it happened. <laughs> you know, I think that's the key. As long as we stay humble, as long as we remember that this is humbling, then we won't turn this into a stage. Absolutely. And it's funny because I actually wanted to be a writer when I was in elementary school. And I even took a course for um, writing children's books, which I still And um, here I am now writing, but it's not what I thought it was going to be when I was younger. Right. (laughs) If I ever got It's amazing. But yes, so thank you for coming on. And uh, we'll have to do this again soon. And uh, it's fun doing these episodes. It's interesting sometimes. And we always wind up going off. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Kind of. Well, thank you again for inviting me, Sharon. It was a real blessing. Oh, it was for me, too. I'm glad. We'll have to um, do this again. And uh, thank you for coming on. And uh, thank you for listening today and uh, to today's episode. And uh, until next time. So we'll have you again. one of these days, hopefully soon, Karen. And uh, until next time, listeners, thank you. Amen. Thank you, ladies, for joining me today. I hope you were inspired and encouraged and that it blessed you. You can find me on many different platforms. Follow me. I'm on Facebook, Instagram, Patreon, the Torrent Network. That's my favorite one. This podcast is on many different platforms, so you can follow wherever you like to listen to. I love hearing from you, so you can send me messages and emails. And my website is heartofatorwoman.wordpress.com. And until next time, thank you, ladies. Thank you.